What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to come at you with a, a COVID-19 checkup. Basically, uh, just to see where everyone's at. See where see where Yinka's at. You can see where I'm at. Right. Folks might be struggling. Folks might be doing all right. We're just going to check in and just shoot the shit and talk about whatever. That's so um, how, how you been doing, Yinka? Man, making it. I think I'm bored like everybody else. Uh <sighs> DJing yeah. here and there, uh, just yeah. to, to to keep keep the boredom away. Um, what about yourself? I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, I saw you DJing a couple times, a couple live shows on Instagram. Also, shout out to Ryan Kersey. Yeah, uh, he he had a, a few sets on uh, Facebook Live and uh, Instagram. DJ Young Ra. Yeah, I have just been doing work, trying to stay fit, trying to exercise. That's what's up. Um, in March. There was like a two week stretch where I was pretty much drinking every day. And when I say drinking, like it's not just drinking to drink. Um, I'm a little cocktail enthusiast on the side. So I've got this full bar set up and I just go and try to make like all these creative cocktails and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, in April, I'm going to get off of that because I've just been drinking too much. Mm. And man, it yeah, it wasn't working. Um, I've done dry spells in the past yeah. for a month, two months at a time, but for whatever reason, this time around, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I was even, I think this past week, I almost hit my breaking point. I was, <laughs> I was working and look, look, I am very privileged and very fortunate. I've got my own house. I've got my own office. I've got a desk that can adjust to sit or stand. I've got two monitors. Um, plus my laptop, like I've got a very nice setup. Yeah. I can fully work remote. I've got a lot of things working for me. And at one point this week, I was just looking around and I was like, you know what? Fuck these walls. Fuck <laughs> this house. I hate this house. It yeah. fucking why to buy this house? And then I had to snap out of it. I'm like, yo, outlaw, like chill. Like it's not that serious. You're gonna yeah. be all right. It's just, you know, you have a lot of things to be thankful for. There's nothing. You shouldn't really be complaining. A lot of people have a lot, way worse. That's real. But um. Yeah, I'm trying to maintain, trying to maintain. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, I've been the same way, but um, I've found you know it's actually been difficult to be creative in these times. Yeah. like just you know, like I haven't really written a lot of music or, or put a lot mm. of music together. Um, I found that like my brain kind of like it like covets like rote tasks, so like things that I'm able to just like do without thinking, like the dishes or clean the bathroom or like I like I've been doing like a lot of really random projects like that uh just to kind of keep my mind away from the boredom um and I think with the DJing thing you know it's weird and I mean we'll talk about it a little bit later but you know now everybody's DJing on Instagram live right like so it's like or everybody's going live you know it's like I realized that I follow like a bunch of chicks that have no substance on IG uh, because, <laughs> you know, it's like these people are going live and then you hear them talk and you're like, well, I didn't even know I was following this person. And like, why are they talking? And like, like, you know, let me hurry up and unfollow. Wait, them hold because... on, hold on. You're talking about the DJs or the other randoms that you follow? Just ra- randoms. Like, I feel like I follow <laughs> like, you know, I really got into like this whole black travel movement thing for a while. So I oh, followed okay, like okay, a lot okay. of travel influencers. Yeah. And so, you know, it just be these like, you know, I don't know travel chicks that you know i don't know lead these things and you know then they just started going live and i would just see oh such and such is live you click in it and it's like what is this person talking about like can i please unfollow them immediately so yeah man just trying to keep the boredom off i think for me dj and i'm i was trying to create something that i didn't see so like Mm, you know for example like 
a lot of DJs. Like D Nice came through. He's been killing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I and I, I really respect the thing I respect the most about the D Nice thing is that I think hip hop is a culture where you know we say it's a young man's game. Um, and you know we as My as folks that are in our 30s, you know, we try to, we, we, we're trying to be cool and stay quote unquote relevant. And so, you yeah. know, we're listening to these 19 year old kids rap about whatever 19 year olds are doing right now. Sorry to right. be the, the get off my lawn guy. Uh, but you know, and, and so th there's not a lot of people that are in their mid thirties that are just happy with being in their mid thirties and like, you know, listening to music that's from the, that nostalgic point. And so I feel like mm -hmm. D-Nice is a celebration of individuals in their 30s to 40s. That culture, that music, that vibe, he doesn't try to like reach, you know, back. He doesn't try to cater to anything or be quote unquote relevant. He just does what he thinks is hot. And the people yeah. that are in his, you know, age range and interest group also just kind of attached to it. Um, so that lane is covered. I mean, you know, Jazzy uh, or DJ Jazzy Jeff got up off of his COVID-19 bed and, and did two crazy sets. I mean, like that whole lane is is covered and it's a wrap. Yeah. So when I DJ, I just try to provide something that I don't hear anybody else doing. Like I saw it was the one year anniversary for Nipsey passing. I didn't see anybody spinning Nipsey. So I was like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. spin Nipsey like, you know. I didn't see anybody like doing like West Coast sets. So I was like, I'm gonna do a West Coast set. So I just have been like kind of creatively trying to fill in the spaces that I don't see out there. So I don't know, what about you? That's real cool. Um, you know, I haven't actually tuned into a lot of the live DJ sets. Mm -hmm. um, I remember D-Nice was a huge one. And yeah. D-Nice, I think they even covered him on The Daily Show. He or was the everywhere. Night show or, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the thing that was crazy about it is that some people that I were following, they were like, hey, like, Let's get dressed up to go to the, the D-Nice <laughs> live IG. And I was like, all right, it's cool. And I respect it. Yeah. But the few times that I tuned in, and this is no disrespect to, to D-Nice at all. This is not. But I just kind of felt like I heard like Sonic do all those same oh, things. And it, and, it, and it's like I said, it's not a knock to D-Nice. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's dope shit. But I was just like, yeah. I'm kind of like good on it. Um, I, I feel like I literally had like before the coronavirus shut down took effect yeah. i feel like i had just heard that set from Josh sonic like the night before I you know what i mean so i was like all right like it's, agree, it's good man. and i'm really really glad that everybody is digging into it or, or feeling it but like i was just kind of like you know i'm good like I, I literally heard this set this set like for the past two weeks like i'm good yeah i think so, that's that's something that's actually though kind of dope about both dc and new york as cities mm -hmm. Um, I think both of those have a a quote unquote subculture or or a scene that is yeah. what I'm what we're talking about, right? Like that right. is like you know the Jasonics of the world, you know the underdogs of the world, like people who right. who like just play shit that they like, and people mm -hmm. who come out just to enjoy what they like, like right. you know not without the pretentiousness, without trying to you know be seen, etc. Um, but I think that th for some folks that are outside of that scene. That might have been one of the first times they got to experience that. And then yeah, sure. the other thing that I thought was funny is it almost was like a coll collision of the two worlds because when people started to really big it up, then like all these celebrities came in and then it became exactly what I'm not talking about anymore. Yeah. Right. So it was like yeah. Michelle Obama's in the house. And then it was like, yo, Bernie Sanders is in the house. Like what? And uh, then it's like, yo, Joe Biden's in the Bernie house. Sanders. It's like, wait, okay. So <laughs> no, dead, dead, dead the fuck up. Like both of their campaigns ca called them because at the time they were both ru running. 
Um, rest in peace, Bernie. I'm going to pour out some liquor for your campaign. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then so now they're both supposedly in the room jamming. Mark Zuckerberg was supposedly there. And so wow. all these people started did, joining. Did Hillary Clinton come through with her hot, <laughs> yeah. uh, hot sauce in a bag swag? I think she was busy eating her wings with her hot sauce. I don't think she was in the building. But... You know, then it became like I'm getting texts from people who don't even listen to that kind of music like yeah. at all. And they're just like, yo, uh, you got it. You got to tune in like Bernie's in the room. You know what I mean? So it was interesting also seeing the the two mixes of culture and how like D-Nice, somebody who's been a staple in the culture since the BDP days. Is my name now, is D-Nice. Right. Is all of a sudden my, now my this like nice. this culture icon. And so we're, we're seeing him, like you said, like he's being interviewed on like yeah. MSNBC and CNN and everybody's trying to get a piece of D-Nice. That was that was really interesting. It was I was happy to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't personally tune in for myself because I yeah. was like, I'll. I'd probably rather listen or watch some show that I haven't seen that I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. But I mean, I, I was really, really glad that he was getting the attention that he was getting. I thought it was yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, I think personally, and I, I've said this before, and I'll go ahead and say it on an official platform. I personally think that DJ Jazzy Jeff is the GOAT, the greatest party DJ that I personally have ever witnessed with my own two eyes. And, um, you know, seeing him, you know, back from, you know, because he had gotten pneumonia and, and, right. and Corona, seeing him yesterday, you know, on live, just jamming out, just doing his thing. Like, he reminded me why he's that guy in my mind. I will not argue with that. I didn't actually see the live set. Um, is there a way? Do you think uh, that that got recorded? Maybe I might be able to go back and check that out. It's possible. I, um, I, I know Questlove is the best about this, but, you know, mm-hmm. the other formats outside of IG do a better job of retention. Uh, so, yeah, like, okay. you can, you like, so if you go on YouTube, you can find any of the, the Questlove sets that he does. Um, and then Facebook will save it for, like, 48 hours or something like that. So, okay. on one of those two formats, you could probably find it. I got it. you. Well, the big thing that I did watch yesterday was the Premier versus hey. RZA DJ battle. Hey. And before we even get to that one, um, right. how many of the other DJ battles have you have you tuned into? I've seen pretty or much pr- all producer of them. battles. I think I've seen well. all of them. Okay. Yeah. So the only other one that I saw was Manny Fresh and Scott Storage. What were your thoughts on that one? Well, I didn't see it live. I had I had to go back and watch the recap. Um, it's weird because. Manny Fresh actually has more songs that I like personally. Okay. Most of which he didn't even play. Like yes. I don't think he played. I don't think he played Go DJ. I don't think he played Number One Stunner. There's just a bunch of like random shit yeah. that he has that I really really like. Yeah. That he didn't play. Um. That said though, Scott Storch, in my opinion, bodied him, and it's yeah. only because I don't even like a lot of the Scott Storch <laughs> hits. But they're hits. They're yeah, fucking they're huge. And he reminded us just how much he shaped music yes. for like a good eight year stretch. I mean, yes. it was incredible. And he has so much versatility. Yeah. He was playing joints, you know, The Roots. And I was like, oh, that's right. I fucking yep. forgot he did this. Or yep. even like Cry Me For A River. He didn't produce it, but he fucking like wrote that song with Justin Timberlake. Mm. It's crazy, right? Yeah, like yeah. the man, I was like, oh my God. He I, reminded I think, me of just how amazing he is. I think. I think maybe I might have been in the minority, but like I told niggas like Scott Storch was about to get Manny the fuck out of there. Like yeah. and, and part of it is just the format. You know, like yeah. like yeah, the format, sure. you know, at some point, like we're gonna have to make rules to some degree. 
and you don't want to rule it to death, right? Like you want you want people right. to have fun and you want people to be respectful. Yeah. And and when they are having fun and being respectful, you just want to let them do their thing, like yesterday. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but you know, I mean, like you said, like Scott Storch has these huge hits, yes. and it's yes. and you know, I've heard a Across lot of people multiple genres. I've heard a lot of people who you know, I'm sorry, I'm gonna just call y'all Manny apologists because that's what y'all are. Yeah. Um, you know, hopping up and being like, well, you know. Scott Storch didn't produce all of Crimea River or, you know, um, Scott Storch did certain records, but Dr. Dre was also in the studio and worked on the records. It's like, yo, fam, y'all are y'all are mad because, you know, it was it seemed even obvious to Manny that he was losing the battle. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, <clears throat> Manny specifically, I feel like I wish that these cats had counsel that represented them. Because, because I think <laughs> yeah. I think other individuals could have represented Manny's catalog better than he did. And, I agree. And I think some of this battle shit, this IG battle shit, is about how you promote yourself, self promotion. Yeah. And that's why Swiss Beats can stand up next to Timbaland, whose catalog fucking trumps it's, him seven yes, times over, yes, and have a battle. Absolutely. Like, like how do how do you as Swiss Beats with your catalog have a battle with Timbaland? And many said you that can't. Swiss won. It's because he's a good self promoter. First of all, yo, Scott Storrs comes through with the sunglasses and he never he's never not smoking the yes. entire time. Yes. But like he he's also like playing the keys as he's yes. like, oh my god. I love guy, that right? shit, yo. But like it's okay, so Manny did Manny did a couple things well. So first of all, that skit he had oh, hell yeah. where it was like with the series skit, yeah. I was dying. I was absolutely dying. And it was like, who who is Scott Storch? Oh, you mean the guy who wasted all of his money on cocaine and hookers? I was dying. That shit was hilarious. Yo, Manny was and the first to come with like the like the, the sound effects and the skits and shit like that. But then but then Scott hit him with the yo, you may have a lot of skits. skits. You don't got, got no the hits. hits. But then Manny's last beat that he plays, back that ass up. When he says like you can't really come back from this, he's kinda right. In the sense that in the sense that Scott has a lot more, Scott's hits made a lot more money than Manny's, at least I'm, I'm thinking they did. Yeah. Um, and Scott has a lot more of those number ones, but mm -hmm. like in terms of like an iconic song, yes. Yes. as much as like as, much, as many hits as Scott has in his catalog, most of which I don't fucking care about, <laughs> um, like none reached the iconic status of Back That Ass Up, but he did follow up with Still DRE, and we need to talk about this because- That's iconic too. First of all, that is one of my favorite beats of all time. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Anytime anyone wants to put it on, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. um, we need to actually establish, or I need established, mm -hmm. what Scott's roles in that beat were. My understanding of it is that he just did the string arrangement, but did he also do the keys? Yeah, I think he did the keys as well. <sighs> Did he do? Did he also do that like little mandolin song, or the mandolin the sound, whatever? But but it, that part? No, well that's that's the string arrangement. But okay. did he also do that? Probably. Shit. I mean, have you seen what he can do on the keys? Yeah. He can do realistic string parts on 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 keys. I I I would believe that he he probably did it. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give. I'm definitely willing to. Whenever I think of that beat, I do think of Scott Storch, and that is an amazing song. So it is. It's a, probably one of the only things he could follow up back that ass up. I mean, and, let's and keep it a, a thousand, right? Are we doing this all the way across the board? Because then we have yeah. to say Timbaland played beats that Danger Hands did. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my man RZA did Brooklyn Zoo last night. True Master yes. made that beat. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so let's let's get into that real quick because. Um, so first of all, shout out to everybody who watched that. And uh, th it. that was actually the first one that I tuned into live. That was the and, first one um, where hip hop was really in the house. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was so, and I was, I was, when, I was when, when, when Brooklyn Zoo comes up, a bunch of people, myself included, just typed a, yeah, this is, this is True Master. Oh, yeah. But, um, and people were saying like, shout out to True Master, which, um, Damn. yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't that, see dude. that because I think at the time I was in my group chat talking shit. But okay. uh, but yeah, like I was like, yo, does nobody know? like? I just assumed I was sitting at home by myself in the minority. Like, why is he playing? Nah, this? there were a bunch of people who were shouting out True Master when they were watching that, yeah. and um, yeah, the uh, this is the first one that I tuned into live. I had a few people texting me, like Carlos and I were texting, okay, Imhotep and I were texting, yeah, and then um, I'm in a group chat with uh, a bunch of Arsenal supporters, mm -hmm. and uh, we have a side hip hop chat, which okay. um. I left the Arsenal one just because I had wait. It was taking up too much of my time. Plus, Arsenal sucks this season. But um, I'm still in the hip hop one, and we I talk with them occasionally. But I was in a Zoom with them. Shout out to everybody that was in there: Mod, um, Black Jesus, Merv, uh, Mosito, Nigel. Um, shout out to Steph, even though he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Shout out to him anyway. Um, shout out because a bunch of them listen to the podcast. So I just want to big them up real quick. Shout out to but you. we were talking about this and. Um, it was a, it was interesting listening to them because most of them are from are from London. Okay. And they have like Gravel Pit came on, right? I fucking hate that song. Dog, when Gravel I Pit hate... Yo, I, I, let me just say when Gravel Pit came on, right? First of all, I was like, what the fuck, Rizzo? What are you doing? But second of doing? all, the disrespect of Primo to play that Christina Aguilera <laughs> to put it up. I thought he was being disrespectful because, yo, he was like the whole rest of the time. He like after every record, he was like, yeah, that was crazy. That song was crazy. He played Gravel Pit. Primo was like, oh, you're taking it in a different direction. Let me play this Christina Aguilera. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like, so I'm looking at the Zoom and these uh, London, these London cats, they're all like nodding their head to Gravel Pit. And I was like, yeah. like, you guys know this song sucks, right? And they're like, look, I understand, like, Outlaw, you're a Wu-Tang fan, and this may not be your favorite song, but this was a number one single in England. That's like, real. I was like, are you kidding? Because I, like, no, like, I was in Brussels when it came out, and, and people loved it. Yo, they were saying that if you talk to just, like, people who kind of, they don't get into the weeds and the nuances like we do with hip-hop, yeah. and they just kind of, like, you know, observe it from the sidelines, yeah. and you ask them, like, oh, like, what's your favorite Wu-Tang song? He was saying they were saying that a lot of cats in England and I guess in Europe they'll talk to they'll talk to Gravel Pit. They're like, oh yeah, Gravel Pit. What? And I'm just like, I I don't fucking get it. Yo, I don't understand that shit at all. I'ma just let your man's know that like, if I ask somebody what their favorite Wu song is and they say Gravel Pit, literally I yeah, can't hear anything yeah. else that comes out of my mouth. It's silent. <laughs> that that's not how it's they felt. Silent. But, but the point was is that yeah. they were really really. Like they said that England, it was just like it was the number one single in England, which is like fucking surprised the hell out of me. I believe so. that. I, it, it was really popular uh, in, in Europe when I was out there. So. so so, what do you think about the battle with Premier and RZA? Do you, mm. do you consider a winner in this? Were I, you even looking at it for a winner? Or, I scored or what do you it. Think? I scored you it. Did and, score I, it. And, I, and I was in two different group chats giving my score round for round. One okay. group chat was like, yeah, yeah, we agree. And the other one was like, yeah, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, 
right. Well, you know, if it doesn't take too long, let's go ahead. I'm, let's I'm go. curious. What, what was your score? Round for uh, I can go round for round, but yeah, my, let's go round for round. All right, round for round. So uh, I got I got it written up here, so we can we can go through. So I've got round one: Liquid Swords versus a Million and One Questions. Primo yeah. winner. Yo, but that's that's close though. It's close, but it, it ain't it's that close. close. It's. <laughs> I love a, a million and one questions. Um, yeah. It is a better beat, but man, that that Liquid Swords beat. I mean, yeah, yo, no, how, yo, how how many other times is Liquid Swords referenced throughout hip hop? Oh, there've been a bunch of other hip hop groups to to sample it and cover it and for reference sure, that track. Sure, sure. It's a banger for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean. All, all of these are bangers. Like these are two of the greatest producers of all yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so two, uh, bring the pain versus breaking the rules. I got RZA winner. Yeah. Yo, why did the uh, billboards? Whatever. Like I, I got the billboard uh, scorecard up just just for shits and giggles, and they oh, scored yeah. it to Primo. I think they did it because. Riz's sound was messing up, but I'm like, yeah. still. That just bring means the pain. You, you don't know the songs then. Yo, bring the, I mean, bring yeah. the pain is, is always going to win that yeah, one. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah. So round three, Maria versus Mathematics. That's primo all fucking day. It is, it is. But I tell you, I tell you what, though. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's primo, it's not close. But yes. this is my favorite verse from Capadonna. Yeah. I fucking love this. Like, my nuts start yelling. My eyes start swelling. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I fucking love this verse from Capadonna. Anyway, go ahead. All right, round four. Wu Gambinos versus The Enemy. And here I had to put my bias aside because I love Big L, but Rizza yeah. got that one. I got, Rizza got this joint. Yeah. yeah. Uh, round five. Run versus MCs act like they don't know. I got to give it to Rizza. And and people, some people really did not agree with me. Hey, yo, I jumped from the eighth floor step, hit the ground, the pound fell. Cops is coming, running through the pissy stairwells. I ain't hear nothing, bugging. Only thing I remember was a bullshit summer. So I stopped at the second floor, ran across cracks. It's falling, my pockets is mean. Clean when I vanished off, took off. Made track look easy to walk. These jockeys and DTs had black day was made. So here's the thing, um, and obviously I have my RZA bias, and yeah. we'll discuss my RZA bias in full later. Yeah. But I I love this Ghostface song, yeah. but I really really love Karis when oh, NCs yeah. act like they don't know. Oh yeah. And I I had to score this one to premiere. I was in the chat the uh, the the IG uh, live while it was going on, and a lot of people scored yeah. that round to uh, to, to Primo. I, yeah, I gave. It I got to get this one to premiere. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, next round is Shame on a Nigga versus Real Hip Hop. I gave that to RZA. Shame on a nigga who tried to run game on a nigga. Who's buck wild with the trigger. Shame on a nigga who tried to run game on a nigga. Who's buck soft, fuck ass up. Yo, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut. Old dirty bastard, live and uncut. Styles unbreakable, shatterproof. To the young youth, you wanna get gun? Shoot, blah. How you like me now? Don't fuck the style. Ruthless, wow. Do you wanna get your teeth knocked the fuck out? Really? Yeah, man, I love that Thousand Facts uh, real hip hop. Yeah. I uh, I was considering. I might. I think this is one of the ones I had to score a tie. Oh, okay. But yeah, I had to yeah. give a. I, I really tried not to give ties, and I ended up having to you. give some ties. Um, so it, it, it last or the next next uh, round is 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 case in point, right? Like yeah. initially I, I called it a tie, but then I went back and I made myself give give it a, a, a winner. So protect your neck and live in proof. God, I gave it to RZA, man. Protect your neck, yeah. yo. Um, yeah. So and and it's funny because when we, when we talked about this battle in advance and 
you know, my boy Lee, some of my other friends that I had conversations with about this book can, you know, attest. Everybody was saying, yo, you know, uh, uh, what, what, why is Rizzy even in this battle? Primo's gonna XYZ. And I said, yo, this battle is gonna be close until the second half. I was like, yeah. around, around round, I said somewhere between round 12 and 15, Primo will show us why he's Primo. And right. I feel like that's exactly what happened. So Rizzo was strong early on. So anyway, yeah. I gave that round to Rizzo. The next round is Cold World versus Devil Pie. And this Devil is not, Pie, this, this isn't not, even close. Yeah, this is pretty close. Not close. Not close. <laughs> the next round is Method Man, uh, M-E-T-H-O-D Man versus Just to Get a Rep. I gave this to Rizzo and it was I damn it to close. I mean, that was like another one that I wanted to give a tie and I, I, I gave it to Rizzo. So, yeah. So Rizzo's killing right now. Yeah. Um, next round is is Motherless Child versus Devil's Pie. I mean, the Evils. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and, and I gave this to Primo. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. Um, next round is Verbal Intercourse versus Nas's Like. I was so mad at this. Yo, so so this here's round. here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Some of these are like are not close, <laughs> yeah. and some of these are too close for comfort. Yes. So, for example, right? Like, I I love Motherless Child because I love Iron Man. Right. But it doesn't stand a chance against the, the Evils. Right. Right. But then, like, okay, you have verbal intercourse, oh which which could probably beat the evils. Hell yeah! But he puts it against Nas. It's like, and it's just like, oh, Yo, like, what can you do? But so that that is a moment where you know, and early on, like I'd say the first ten, Primo yeah. just played his set. Like he had set out the yeah. records that he was gonna play. At yeah. some point, he started answering RZA records, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah, where yeah. he just started fucking killing. Like, yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. here, you know, he gets verbal intercourse, which has one of the illest string arrangements of any yes. RZA joints, yes. the string samples, and then he comes with like the ultimate string yes. sample as yes. the next record. So, but I, I love what Premier said about this. This um, I love what Premier said about this record, and he was basically just saying, "He's like, yo, when you did verbal intercourse, like." Us in the us producers, hip hop producers, are like, what is this? We never heard anything like this. Like, what are you doing? While she and was talking in the back, I want to love you, but what <laughs> And it just loops over and over again. I fucking love that beat, dog. Yeah. Oh, anyway. All right, so um, let's go on. We got, but, but we got yeah, around. I, I also oh, want to say before we, we, we close this out, that this Nas verse is one of the greatest verses in the history of hip hop. Nas uh, on verbal, verbal intercourse? intercourse? Yes. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Like, how do you start yeah. a song like that? It's uh, it's so amazing. Um, uh, I gave so this to Primo. To. I had to. Um, yeah, of course. I had, I, it as a, I had it as a tie at first, and I was like, no, I need to be a nah, man. you got to give it to Premier. And I need, yeah. to, and I need to say that, that Primo won this round. Um, Nas is like, is one of the, is... I, I'm not even going to describe what it is. It's just that's just yeah. that's what it is. It's yeah. like indescribable. Period. If somebody yeah. said "ao rap" to anybody, 85 percent of the people are going to say "put Nas's like on." Like, like yeah. what better yeah. beat is there to rap on? Um. So yeah. yeah. Buck fifty versus the question remains. I gave that to RZA. Yeah. 
I, and maybe yeah. I'm just a Supreme clientele head. I, I, if somebody nah, says hey, no, hey, I, I got you. I got uh, round you. thirteen: Ice Cream versus Unbelievable. Dog. I had to. So, I had to give it a tie. I had to. So, he, so here's the deal. So, Billboard gave this to Ice Cream, right? And I, which is kind of surprised me. They, they gave it to RZA. It kind of surprises me. Though it doesn't surprise me because mm. if you think of how RZA made this beat, he literally took the Ice Cream Man jingle. Yeah, like that's not a that's not like a, a like an old school like sample. Like he took like an Ice Cream Man jingle to make that track. Yeah, which is fucking like unbelievable, right? Yeah. However, this is what I will say: I'm scoring this one to premiere, and the reason why is because that's this funny. is the only song. When he played Unbelievable, this is the only song I wasn't expecting, which is which yeah. is mind-boggling to me because, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. Because when this when this battle started out, I was like, oh, you know, they'll play Long Kiss Goodnight, they'll yeah. play Ten Crack Amendments, right. they'll play Kicking the Door. Right. For whatever reason, I wasn't thinking of Ready to Die because Same. Riz is not on Ready Same. to Die. Same. So then when when Premier dropped this, I was like, holy shit, I forgot about this. I lost my fucking mind. I literally lost my shit. It's funny and because I, of that, I, I had to get this from Premier. Because I scored this to Premier in the chat, and then I said, you know yeah. what? Fuck it, it's a tie. I had yeah. to. I, I pulled back. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm not yeah. mad at you for giving it to to Primo. Also, yeah. kudos to Primo for having Biggie, somebody who doesn't make beats, come in and be like, "Yo, make a beat." I wanted to have a body's calling shit like this, and then like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and then somehow he turns that into like one of the most amazing beats of all time. So shout out to Primo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Round fourteen, Brooklyn Zoo, produced by True Master. Sorry, folks. I'm gonna be the nerd yeah. that make sure we all know that. Uh, versus come clean, Primo wins, and almost exactly. I almost want to dock Rizza a point for not for yes. playing True Master. Here's the deal, though. Here's yeah. the deal, though. If this were a Rizza produced track, it goes to Rizza, but it's not. It's, it's close, not. bro. Come clean. Yo, Brooklyn, it might Brooklyn, be a tie. Am, I, I'm I gotta, love Come Clean, but oh, Bro Brooklyn Zoo is my favorite record on uh, Return to the Thirty Six, the Dirty Version. But, but I, yo. Come Clean, like the fact that everybody thought he sampled a raindrop for for a million years, like the that's history true. of Come Clean. I don't know. I, I might still have to give it to Primo. Um, oh, that's fair. But this this definitely goes to Primo either way. Yeah. So, yeah. so next is uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ya uh, versus Kick in the Door, and I mean. Anything versus I, kicking I, the door, yeah. it goes to kicking the door. Um, especially the I, way I Primo love, played it. Yeah. You, yeah. you saw how he played it, where he like he like took the sample and then he like scratched he scratched just the. He did um, the same thing with Ten Crack Amendments too. Yeah, yeah. So, I love shim, shim, shimmy shimmy y'all, but yeah, it's kicking the door. Yeah, it's kicking the door. <laughs> um, so then the next is uh, oh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Well, this was hilarious because because yo, I love a good momentum shift. He yes. plays Long Kiss Goodnight. We're all like, oh, Rizzo got this round. Yes. Rizzo got this round. And then Primo's like, fuck you, above the clouds. Here's here's the deal. Sorry. Here's the deal. I'm scoring this one to Rizzo. Um, what? Above the cloud. I am. I am. I am. Here's here's what I'll give Premier credit for. I'll give Premier credit for not playing Guru's verse. Uh -huh. He plays Inspector Deck's oh, verse, have to. which is the second verse yes. on that track. Yes. I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large. Wow, like rock stars who smash guitars. 
to charge, shake them down like the riot squad. Invade your zone, ruin like ancient Rome. I span the universe and return the earth to claim my throne. The maker, owner, plus soul controller. Ayatollah rest in the sky to clouds my sofa. I give him props for that. That being said, though, mm -hmm. there was a a good stretch of time yeah. where Long Kiss Goodnight was my favorite song mm -hmm. on Life After Death. It changes from time to time, but like Long Kiss Goodnight yeah. is one of my favorite Biggie records. I gave, I gave this round to Primo, yeah. and, 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 and while I do love that, that song, I love that beat, I love that album. Quite obviously, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Um, Above the Clouds, man, like, like was a clear winner for me in this round. To, to me, to me, it's like it's like the reverse of Nas's like verbal intercourse. That's how I feel about this one. Wow. Yeah, it's but on the reverse end. For me, whereas above the yeah. clouds was a was a beat that like I just had to keep playing it over and over again when I heard I it. You. Like I was like, like how did he make this beat? Like what is that? What is that sound? Like what is that instrument? I mean, it was my, a mind blowing beat for me when I first heard. I, I feel I feel you there. I can't take anything away from that. All I can say is like Long Kiss Goodnight. I didn't even realize that RZA made the made the beat for the longest time, and I'm a Wu Tang fan. And I was like, man, there is something about like these strings that that, that I absolutely love. Like I, I, you know, and he made that beat before Wu Tang Forever is released. Yeah. And of course, you hear Long Kiss Goodnight, and then you you hear kind of what like what RZA's doing. And in my opinion, he he does some some game changing things on Wu-Tang Forever, oh, for so sure. it's kind of like, I don't know, for me, yeah. I gotta give this one to RZA, but yeah. I feel you, I feel you on giving it to Premier, I feel you. Yeah, cool. So the next round is uh is Assassination Day and New York State of Mind. Look, I gave this to Primo, but I... I, look, I, I, I love <sighs> Iron Man. This is one of my favorite records. Uh -huh. um, it's it's in my top, top, top 10 for hip hop. I love the song. But like this is one of those ones I'm like RZA, why are you playing this track? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, you have but, other joints in your arsenal, you don't have to play this. But one. if you're a Wu head, you fucking love Assassination Day. Sure, like, that shit is sure. Crazy. But yeah, sure, Primo, but like Primo got him out of there. there but the, my my point though is that like Assassination Day is a very easy one for Premier to like. Premier doesn't even have to play his best record yeah. to to win this round. And, so, but and he it, does play one of his best ones. I mean, New York State of Mind. And it's funny. So I, I'll, I'll take us on a tangent because this tangent is where my group chat went. So when, when this happened, right. my boy goes, okay, it's cool that y'all gave that to Primo, but does anybody else in the chat feel like this this song wasn't was mixed poorly? And, I, and we're like, wait, wait, what? You know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, New York State of Mind, like I feel like the sample is like too low. And I was like, yo, this shit like literally it, it defines what what mixing was for hip hop albums yeah. in the in the 90s in that every drum on this shit so, sounds like a gunshot and and that's for every song on Illmatic except for Life's a Bitch like literally yeah. the way they mixed and EQ'd this shit it was like it was like they did the drums and then they were like yeah you could throw a sample on that shit like, <laughs> like yeah. the drums like you. hit you in your chest and no, so, sure. uh, yeah, I don't think that it was poorly mixed. I actually think that it's revolutionary the way it's mixed. Um, so New it's York a, State of Mind. It's an amazing record. So Yeah, New York State of Mind. It's an amazing start to the album, too. Hell yeah. What? 
Um, so uh, next round is round 18, criminology versus duet. Yo, let me tell you, these first, these next, um, man, these next ones are really, really close in my opinion. Yes, this one was yeah. so close to me, and um, and I went back and forth with it, and I gave it to yeah. RZA. I had to give it to RZA. I, 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 I give it to RZA as well. But um, man, if somebody tells me I don't know what exactly, if somebody tells me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here, I I would be like, you're right. Yeah. Like you, like Dwick is like, come on, man. Like that's, (laughs) yeah. This this one was really close. I gave it. I gave it to RZA. Um, the next round, I I just I had to give it a tie. I had to. So the next, I give this one to RZA as well. But man, the next round is incarcerated Scarfaces versus Boom. I, Royce the five, so here, here's the thing. Okay. The reason why I give it to Incarcerated Scarfaces is mm-hmm. because it's a better song than Boom. And Boom is an amazing oh beat. It's an amazing beat. But but I think the reason why I give this to RZA is because, for one, as good as this beat is, mm-hmm. RZA had other, excuse me, Premier had other beats that kind of did this a similar thing that I think might even be a little bit better. So because of that, I'm giving it, I have to give this one to, to, to RZA. I will say that Premiere definitely had some things in the same vein. A good example of that is Invincible by CNN. Yeah. But which one which was Which he better? didn't play. Yeah, I know. But which one was he better? He didn't play. I, I think Boom yeah. was probably the best of this ilk of, yeah. of Premiere beats. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, this is an amazing beat. I, and, and you know, yeah. it's one of my favorite just like random beats, you know? And I, I'll yeah. never forget where I was like when I when I first heard Boom. I mean, and then and then and then at the time, you know, like I, I, I always thought Royce was ill, but my saliva yeah. and spit will split thread into fiber and bits. So trust me, I'm as live as it gets. The rhymes on this shit are fucking incredible. Yeah. I just had I to call you. it a tie. And, and and it was a joint where again, Incarcerated Scarfaces yeah. is a top three RZA beat for me. Um, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite beats of all time. It's my favorite drums on 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 a beat yeah, I know. ever. I know you talk um, about that a lot. Yes, I, I fucking love Incarcerated Scarfaces. So that's another momentum shift where he plays Incarcerated Scarfaces, and we're like, all right, round over. Go ahead and give it to RZA, and then boom comes on, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I know. I might have fuck. even typed fuck in the group. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. So this next round, this next round is tough too, man. This next round is not that tough to me. I well, so here's the deal, right? Uh-huh. So this version of um, "You're All I Need" is not on the Takao album right. in the United States, right? But it is on the version in England, and that's what they were saying. They were saying, uh-huh. yeah, the re- this re- this uh, RZA Razor Sharp remix yeah. is on the one in England. Yeah. Yo, you got you got Mary J. Blige on the record. Facts. I I. I, and, and this is the version that you you would hear like if you were watching the video, so the music video. Let this me, is the beat that's on the music video. Let I me announce the records for the fact the cast that didn't hear it. So so this round is "You're All I Need," fe- uh, Meth featuring Mary J and Ten the, Cracker the, Man. The, the Razor Sharp remix. That's very yeah, the important. Razor, the razor Sharp, Sharp remix. remix. Right, right. Yeah. And so I, I at the time when he plays it, I wrote in my group chat. Am I on an island here as the only person who prefers the puffy version of this record? If I am, I will be that dork. And then literally my whole group chat comes on and they're like, ah, you suck. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it is what it is. I prefer that version. I like the puffy version too, but this yeah. this beat to me is like, it's kind of like what epitomizes that RZA, like that really harsh yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like- The RZA. Like, yeah, just something about this just, 
this is this is my RZA bias coming into effect. Like yeah. he is my favorite producer. Yeah. This is my sound. Yeah. I love Ten Crack Commandments though. Oh um, man. So the other record, Ten Crack Commandments, Ooh. dog. It's Ten Crack Commandments. Ooh. Like I, I'm sorry. Ooh. To me, this round wasn't close. <sighs> I went primo. I I give, I give this one. I give this one a tie. But you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do think it's closer than you think. Yeah. Than you're saying. I don't mind scoring this one for me. I mean, just but, like. Uh, I, the, the way he the way he starts it though he started off the way he scratches. starts it definitely oh my gets god I was... I, in terms of a battle <sighs> yes i will give this one a premiere because of the way he starts the that his actual like the way he introduces the song yes you have to give it to him but yes. man i think it's closer than you think <sighs> this wasn't one of the and and i actually and I, I'll, I'll share my google doc with you i actually put like close like for the, yeah. the, the rounds that i thought were close this one i didn't have as a close i had primo winning this one okay the All next right. round Round 21, which is the last one that they had as part of the, the official battle. Um, yeah. Cream, Cash Rules Everything Around Me versus Mass Appeal. I called this a tie. So here's my thing. Yeah. Um, as much as I like Mass Appeal and as much as I understand that it's how it's a hip hop staple, mm -hmm. I actually think this is one of his more overrated beats. And it's not that I don't wow. like it. It's not that I don't think it's great. Okay. But the... the People to me put it at a level that I I don't think it's that great. I feel um, you. One of the guys on my group chat said that in his mind this was the greatest beat of all time or something like that. And yeah, I was, I was like, it's not. A... It's not to me. But Versus casuals, everything amazing. around me. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna the flip what you said. I don't think it's close. I think it's cash rules everything around me, and I'm surprised this is a debate. So here's why. Like here's, I'm genuinely surprised. Here's why I threw it as a tie, and I feel you. Um, and and this is the this is the problem with the us not really having defined rules. Yeah. Um, cash rules everything around me is a much 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 much, and if I, I'm gonna keep saying much, so I'm just gonna stop here. Better song than Mass Appeal. Like yeah. it's it's not close, not even close. Yeah. Um, but. To some degree, in these producer battles, I try to give like kind of points for the song and points for the beat by itself. And if I yeah. just went beat for beat, if somebody threw on Cream just the beat and they threw on just Mass Appeal the beat, I would definitely choose Mass Appeal nine times out of ten. Really? Personally. I don't know. That Mass I would, Appeal beat I'd is still go with, I'd still go with Cream. That Mass Appeal beat makes me do the WAP, and I wasn't even old enough to do the WAP when people were doing the WAP. The beat just makes you want to fucking move in a, a certain way. Oh, man, it's crazy. I think the problem that I have with Mass Appeal is that it is just like one, was it like a two bar loop? Yeah, it's that? just a loop. You know what I mean? And Cash Rules, everything around me that has a lot more going on for it, especially when you when you add in like um, the vocals, not even like the, the lyrics, but like the vocals in the background, the singing and stuff. Yeah. And I think that like, I think <laughs> that's, that's great. what RZA, RZA did on Cash Rules, everything around me, like yeah. I don't think anyone had ever like expected someone to like sample a record the way he did I, for me it's not Facts. close man it really yeah, isn't yeah I'm, but, I'm okay with, with with somebody throwing that to, to Riza. um yeah. so it sounds like your scorecard is a little closer so in the in the main rounds my my scorecard is 10 8 3 primo okay all right that's i mean that's fine what would you have as, as your overall so i i didn't even really score it because um first of all like i came in a little tiny bit late like I didn't come in for to. I never heard Liquid Swords. Okay. So when we get down to like 20 rounds, I was like, "Yo, where he played Liquid Swords?" And like, "Oh, he played at the beginning." I was like, "Oh, yeah. so I missed that one." Yeah. And so I had thought that it was 
a million and one questions versus Method Man bring the pain. Uh, so like I I would I thought that Rizzo was the one countering and that yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, and it got to a point where my this is what I told my my chat was I was like look mm-hmm. like this is kind of like an unfair battle. <laughs> Premier's taking it easy on Rizza. He it but seems this is like my, it. But but this is my reasoning. My reasoning is this like in terms of albums. Mm-hmm. RZA is way better than Premiere, and it's not close. Like to me, yeah. it's not close. The I mean, only who has a, who has Prem- an album catalog that ri- like in hip hop that rivals RZA's? Exactly, right? Nobody. Exactly, yeah. right? So it's like in terms of that perspective, like it's RZA and it's not close. Like the only one, maybe like Moment of Truth, mm-hmm. you might start to like okay, Moment of Truth, you can you could throw that in the mix. But like in terms of like RZA produced albums versus premiere produced albums is RZA yeah. and it's not even like it's not even a bait debate right, right. but in terms of like individual tracks and in this kind of format like premiere took it easy on them it seemed I mean like premiere it. premiere could have played oh my god there were like he did he play you know my steez did he play no. royalty he didn't did play, he, play he, he didn't play militia he didn't play, he didn't play magic he didn't play half and half no he didn't it, play cnn no. invincible when he, he could have played um Paula Perry extra extra he could play that joint i didn't think he was gonna play that but i did think he was gonna play like like he played another mop record and i was like why didn't he play half and half yeah he didn't play any up <laughs> what he didn't make any up so that oh, was didn't? that was a big thing on the internet. People were like, "Yo, why didn't play any up?" Dr. Period produced any up. Oh, yeah. well, thank you for. I never knew that. I'm finding out, finding this out for the first time. Yeah, really. Yep. Okay. Well, then it's a good thing he didn't play any up. <laughs> um, if he would have, I would have been like, "Well, Riz is playing True Master beats, so fuck it. You might as well yeah, play no, Dr. No, period no, no. shit." That that would have been a good time for him to play any up then. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of there was a lot of premiere tracks that I was yeah. expecting to hear that, that he didn't that he didn't play. It felt like what Prem tried to do was like he paced out how he was gonna do it, where he was gonna kind of start slow and then build, and and that's an argument that I have here. Um, and you know, feel free to 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 disagree, but I feel like with the strategy, like everybody is pacing these battles as though they're doing their live show. Yeah. Um, and the understanding when you do a live show is that the people that are there are there for you. So, you know, like you can play your like not so, you know, hype joints. And then at the very end, you play the hit record when you have the maximum peak involvement and everybody goes crazy. That's great. Yo, this is more like a legal battle. You lay out your case. This is why I'm better than my opponent. So convince me early. Hit me with fucking triumph as as song number two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't hit me with triumph triumph as song number 20. I know. I know. How'd you feel about his inclusion of uh, Dark Fantasy, which I fucking love that song. I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. I, um, um, I'm glad that he put it on there to remind people of just how influential he is. Yeah, that's uh, right. That he, you know, he's got a joint on, uh, and he's not the, he's a co- co-producer. He's the one who does like uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the string arrangement in the beginning and the keys. Like he does that. When you start to get into like the, the choir arrangement, like I uh-huh. think a lot, that's more Kanye. That's like Kanye and Mike Dean, I think. Yeah, but like yeah. the skeleton of that of that song absolutely is risen, and it's a yeah. fucking oh my god, I love that track so much. For sure. My question is, when and and people are gonna be mad at me for this. When is somebody gonna battle Bink? I know nobody nobody likes Bink. Like like y'all I, you know y'all don't like his attitude, and and I feel yeah. you. But like when he's is somebody definitely not as humble as his IG moniker would I, would state. I would agree. <laughs> um. So so at one point, maybe a week or so ago. Someone, and I don't remember if it was Swiss or who, proposed 
Bink versus Just Blaze. Yeah, I would I like to it. I would like to use my platform to to escalate that voice so others can hear it. Yo, we need that battle. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Ryan jumped on and was like, "Yo, we all talk about my cousin. What? What?" I'm like, "Tell your cousin to take the fucking battle." <laughs> yeah. Bink versus Just Blaze. It, it it's weird though, cause like th- these are two people who actually don't like each other. And so I don't oh, know. Oh really? Oh yeah, they don't. They don't like each other. Oh okay. Um, and right. and actually, Bink at one point when when it started to get some traction on IG, he said something about like, "Oh, you mean the originator versus the dude who bit my sound? Some shit like that." Like, oh, so I wow. mean, yeah, or the the father of the style versus some some shit like that. So. So I mean, okay. there's some animus there, give, uh, and 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 it might that might be the reason why it, it may never take place. But to me, I would love to see that battle. Interesting. Yeah, two of my favorite producers of all time. Yeah, interesting. The Bink calling himself an originator. I get it. I get it. But I mean, like Bink, Bink was influenced by other people who came before him too. So that's true. Bink has always kind of said that you know, and we've talked about it on the podcast, so I don't need to go heavy yeah. with it. But that you know. He feels as though he authored the the sound that became what Blueprint was. Um, And then, you know, that Kanye and Just kind of took notes from what he did and made the rest of the album. And he feels as though they kind of try to erase him from history because, you know, whenever they talk about the album, they always talk about the Kanye and the the Just shit. Young Guru brings them and gives them a platform to talk about them creating the album. And they never kind of talk about Bink and what his contribution was. Two things about that. First thing is that Bink has the best song on Blueprint, which is all I need. That song is amazing. And um, didn't he do Mama Loves Me too? Yeah, I'm just saying he has yeah, the best song on the album. He has like album. the best songs on there. <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I love his joints on there. But the other thing too, and this is why you need to read books about like 48 Laws of Power or how to win friends and influence people <laughs> yeah. or whoever, right? Like Self-help the reason books. why Kanye and Just Blaze got love is probably because Young Guru was a better friends with them yeah and if you're not an asshole i'm not saying beak is an asshole yeah. i'm just saying that chances are the praise doesn't come from the music itself it comes from yeah. being able to get along with people yeah I and agree. i feel you in terms of like content should matter most but that's not the real world no no that i is, i, that I is... agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah. and I, I i watched all of them do interviews because i'm a nerd like that and um yeah young guru is just a likable ass dude like i've hung with them before yeah. and every time i see his interviews i want to hear what he has to say because he just he he just seems like like a really nice guy who just really loves the music and just wants to share it with everybody and yeah. Bink's demeanor does not seem that way in the ones that I, the interviews with him that I've seen. So I mean, yeah. I, I understand why people would want to be around somebody who's fun to be around as opposed to being around someone who's not. Real quick before we uh, before we move on from the from the battles, mm-hmm. um, was there anything else you wanted to hear from Rizza that you didn't? Man, I I had a list of, of records that I wanted to hear besides Daytona 500, which is right on the top of my head. I'm surprised he didn't um, play that one. Yeah, I I I was like, okay, he he really must not be doing this for just for the Wu heads. Um, yeah. I expected to hear like things on on Wu forever. It wasn't until yes. the bonus cuts where he did "It's Yours," and I was like, okay, yeah. why didn't you do that earlier? Right. Um, but yeah, what about you? Like, were there specific cuts? I I think that. All right, for me personally, right? There's more cuts on Wu Tang Forever that he could have played. Yeah, for sure. Um, like Reunited. I, Reunited. Or, I'm like, if you're gonna play Assassination Day, I'm surprised you didn't play Daytona 500 uh-huh. or Reunited. Yeah, you could have done that. Yeah. Had he played, um, 
Um, oh, but had he played for heaven's sake, I would have lost my shit. I would have fucking lost my shit. And I understand that, like, you know, the, the wayward listeners, whatever, they may not understand just how amazing for heaven's sake is. You and I have, have spoken, you know, at length about just how crazy that beat is. I don't know how the rest rest of the hip hop world would have responded, but I would have fucking lost my shit. Yeah, um, he also could have done yes. more on on Supreme Clientele, like one. Yeah. And, uh, well, did he do one? Or no, no, he didn't do one. He, he didn't, didn't do, do one. one. That's right. That's I mean, a he, juju. I think he one. didn't do. That's right. He didn't do uh, yeah. Brooklyn Zoo either. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just keep bringing that home. No, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but yeah, nah. Th- there's definitely some uh, some other records that he could have done. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, same for Premiere, right? Right. So yeah. um, I, I just want to go ahead and just give the 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 um, bonus rounds just for for folks that didn't see the battle. Um, mm-hmm. So the bonus rounds were Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with versus Return of Crooklyn Dodgers. Um, Dark Dark Fantasy uh, versus Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. Triumph versus Represent. Right. Tenasia ugh, versus Here's Friend or Foe. Here's the thing. First of all, this is not my my favorite friend of foe uh, one. The one he, the friend of foe two, yeah, uh, is my that's my preferred one. And uh-huh. Premier also produces that, yeah. But uh, Tanasia, man, look, it's actually not a bad beat. It's just a horrible it's song. Such a bad song. Horrible song. It's the worst. Horrible shit ever. song. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry now. Yeah. I really don't like that song. Uh, it's, it's bad. It's yours versus So Ghetto. That yeah. was a great round. I wish it was in the main yeah. body of the battle. Um, yeah. Gravel Pit versus Ain't No Other Man, <laughs> which I didn't even know the name of that song. I had to look it up. Yeah. Um, Wake Up versus I Gave You Power. So yeah. I, I'll go ahead and tell you how I scored these. If you don't, if you don't sure, care, go ahead. Uh, just real quick. Yeah, so Wu Wu Tang Clan versus uh, Crooklyn. I gave to RZA. Um, yeah. Dark Fantasy versus Classic. I, I was I wanted to give it a tie. And then I just said, you know what? I just give it to Primo because I really, mm-hmm. I really like that beat. Even though I know you like Dark Fantasy, you probably yeah, wouldn't yeah, give yeah. it to that. Uh, Triumph versus Represent, I gave it to, to RZA. That's not close. Uh, Tenacia versus Friend or Foe, I gave it to Primo. Friend or foe. Yeah. Um, it's Yours versus So Ghetto, I gave it to RZA. Really? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, you know what? Uh-huh. Um, I love the beat from. I don't really like that song so yeah, ghetto, but I love yeah. the beat from uh, from Primo. Yeah, it's definitely one, um, one of those like dope beats in that time frame. You're you're talking about the um, the, the yeah. boom time frame where he was kind of killing shit. But you're you're right. That song but, is like. Yeah. But Dex verse on it's yours. That's the oh, one where he yeah. says, um, uh, "Even uh, Mike's with a cast." Crystallize around. No, no, oh, no, 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 no you're right. That you're track. right. You're right. Uh, I, I I crystallize the the rhyme so you can rhyme so you can sniff it. Yeah, 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 I, love, yeah. I love that line so much. Um, and um, then uh, gravel pit versus ain't no other man. I just put it as a double loss. Yeah, double loss. Um, yeah. It was just a loss for <laughs> everybody. Else. And then wake up. I gave you powers. Obviously, primo. Yeah, but here's the thing: is it primo because of the beat or because of the song? Both. Um, okay. I think wake up. You know. It, it, it's it's a great sample. I love that sample, yeah. but um, but yeah, I, I just think that I gave you power is an, an amazing beat and song. I gotcha. Yeah. Right. So, but I so, so I cool. just I just gave that whole thing a, a tie. Like I was like, oh, the bonus. I just gave it all a tie. I so there's a lot of people saying that they're really glad that they saw this one. That they felt like they were watching history. How mm-hmm. do you feel about that? To some degree, I think you know yeah. when we look back, we're gonna think about this at this kind of coronavirus time, mm-hmm. and I think you know when you think about, and you know, sorry to take it off on a tangent, but you know, no, I saw, let's talk about whatever, man. I saw somebody say um, that 
Drake's music video that he just dropped is the first coronavirus music video. And the, the response was, well, well, what's it, it's it's like him walking around his house and then him walking around outside with a mask. He's like, what makes it a coronavirus joint? He's like, well, he's got a mask on when he's outside. And then okay. inside, he's just like staying indoors, you know, whatever. And and I, I and I think, you know, it goes back to to Drake being a master of moments. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, some people have realized that this is going to be a period of history where we look back and we think about certain moments that happened as a result of us being here stuck indoors and i think that this is one of those things we're going to remember i think the little john and t-pain battle is also going to be really well remembered um Mm -hmm. and i think that that you know from that perspective this is definitely a a historical moment what do you think yeah you know this was the first one that i saw live um Mm -hmm. and i didn't i haven't gone back to see the little john and t-pain just because i don't I respect them. I just, mm. I'm just not really that interested. Yo, um, dog, I was I, definitely I, interested in Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. I just, I just didn't catch it live. I challenge but, you. Um, I challenge you to go back and and because and I say this because because you and I have similar feelings in that um, a lot of Little John's you know big hits sound the same. Um, yeah. A lot of you know T Pain's music is just not for me. It's not for us. Yeah. It wasn't created for us. But. Man, I had so much fun, bro. And it might have really? just been the fact that it was okay. uh, maybe a Saturday night, Sunday night. I yeah. grabbed a drink. They're both in in a, in a part of their house where they have bars. They're okay. making drinks. They're laughing together uh-huh. and just playing their hits. And 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 you're just like, shit, this was a big hit. And and it's just like, okay. just take take your hip hop glasses off. No, no, I'll just, do. It. I'll definitely you know do what that. I mean? And just sit down and just grab a drink and just listen to the shit. You're you're gonna have fun. Like I enjoyed myself. I heard that, that um I heard that uh, little John took that one. It was close, but I oh, heard yeah. little John took it. Oh yeah, but it was it was still like just fun and it was like man, like T-Pain, man, like you got some hits, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Cuz when when they when they put the two together, I was like, "Oh man, little John, obviously." Yeah. Right? But yeah. uh but T-Pain kind of surprised me. Like, I was like, "Oh, snap." Do you think they're doing a good job of pairing up the 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 producers? Uh, I think they're doing it as well as can be expected. You know? Yeah. Well, what do you think? Someone has suggested, you know, it should have been Pete Rockets versus Premier. And I get it. Nah. I get it. Nah. But I, I don't think so. And the reason why is because I think that Pete Rock doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough hits that display like his versatility. Like he has yeah. a he has a few he has a, a few songs outside of his bag that are hits, but not enough to spend like not enough to go to toe to toe against either of those producers in my opinion um so one of the homies suggested this in the group chat and i just want to amplify his voice because i was like yo he said it should have been q-tip versus pete rock and i said i said if timbaland can play stronger can q-tip play records off the infamous and he said I would yes think so. and he said yes yeah. and i said yo let's fucking go i want that battle i could see that pete rock q-tip make it happen yo i'm i'm that's what i want to hear one of the one of the cool things though was um was just seeing just how many names were popping up in like the ig list mm-hmm. i was like oh wow. like cool keith was in there. i was like wow cool keith is in wow here. cool yeah um, that's true like, was, like all the hip-hop was in there yo yeah, like Kanye was in there. Uh, like Kanye Machine Gun was in there. Um, Wait, shit, you like said Kanye was, was in there? there. I, th- I thought I thought I saw. Him. Oh, I, didn't I thought see I saw. His I, name I wouldn't be surprised. Up. I mean, he loves RZA, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Michael Rappaport was in there. Adrian <laughs> Brody was all over that bitch. Like yeah, every other was. comment was Adrian Brody. Yeah, he was. Um, that was cool. 
Um, man, there was a lot of a lot of cats in there. Common was in there, showing yeah. love, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was dope. And it was um, also funny how you know Primo shouting out all the people in the chat, and yeah. Riz's squinting. And I think I the, the the biggest and funniest moment of the night was me realizing that RZA, an individual who revolutionized the way sample-based music is made, did things yeah. with samplers that nobody had ever done before, could not plug the dongle of an <laughs> iRig into a, an iPhone. Like, he was struggling with his sound the whole night. Yo, and I'm just like, so, fam! <laughs> part, of me, part of me was, like, was, was so nervous. Yeah. Because RZA is one of those cats where, like, if you know, That's That's like, true. you know, and you respect RZA, right? But RZA also has this side of him where you're like, "What yeah. the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. And I was so nervous. You thought he was gonna that play that side was gonna come joints. out. Oh my god, he had no idea. You had no idea. I was like, some flute beats. Oh god, god. What party and can like, you go for- to and then just get killed in that round? <laughs> and yo, and to see like him struggling with the sound, I was like, Rizzo, what are you doing? Yeah. Rizzo, what are you he doing? shows up late. <laughs> so for facts that didn't see it, he shows up late and then he's yeah. like struggling with the sound. He's yes. playing the records and it's like, we're fans, so we know what the record sounds yes. like. So we're yeah, enjoying yeah. it. But like you can't yeah. even hear the shit. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, oh. I love oh, I love Rizzo though. <laughs> so um what else uh what else do you think we might see though with these battles? Man, you know, I, I, I don't want to speculate too much. The, the main one I want to see is Bink and Just Blaze. I, I really yeah. actually want to see Just Blaze and anybody. Yeah. Um, The one that Ebro keeps talking up, and I hate using his name just because I just yeah. really don't respect him very much. Yeah. Um, but, and not, not as a man, just I don't respect his opinion. On his opinion, gotcha. Um, but, you know, uh, Ebro keeps saying uh, Kanye versus Pharrell, and he keeps saying... You know, Kanye is Pharrell's son, and Pharrell will wash Kanye, and you know all this stuff, and it's just like. So, Imhotep wanted to know who I thought should go up against Kanye, and Pharrell was the name that came to mind. Mm. Also, maybe Just Blaze as well. Mm. That that name came to mind. Um, I think. I think. I don't know. So, so first of all, I think we need to put respect on Chad's name and start saying Neptune's. I don't think we should Fair. say Pharrell because I think a lot of their greatest productions. Where the two of them working together, and include Shay, yeah. you know, where Shay is involved as well. Um, but I, I think so. The Neptunes versus Kanye, I think, would actually be a good, a good matchup. Okay. All right. Personally, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I look Pharrell, Neptunes. That was the first one that came to mind. Um, I think that it makes the most sense musically. You know, they mm-hmm. both came in um i mean kanye came in a little bit later but still you know they were both you know owning hip-hop for um or dominating the charts rather um for like a good top 10 years continue to do it now so i think that in terms of popularity it makes the most sense um you know i'm curious if someone would do like some kind of like posthumous one Uh, or like if someone could like represent jay dilla somehow or like pimp c you know what i mean like do uh, do you think that there's someone who could match up against dr dre and if so who Someone who could match up against Dr. Dre? Yeah, Dre versus yeah. somebody. Timbaland. Really? Easy. But but Timbaland, somebody who, you know, people are saying couldn't even beat Swiss Beats. Yeah, but I mean, like, we know that's not true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't for, think for, it'd for, be for easy for anybody to, to go up against Dre. But, you know, I, the, the, the names that I had in my mind actually were the the Kanye's and the, and the Neptune's and the so, Timbaland's. But, I, um, I think if you're going to do it, 
Dre versus someone, it probably makes most sense for Kanye because, yeah. and this is no disrespect to either of those artists, yeah. but a lot of their big records, um, like for example, Still DRE, you know, Dre can play Still DRE, play uh, Still Still DRE, but it's got sources all over there. Right, right. Kanye West can play a lot of his hits, but he's got mm. other contributors on there. Mm. So, I mean, I think it makes the most sense, but to me, I'm look, I love, I love Dr. Dre, uh -huh. but I mean, to. I, I it, if I had to say the number one producer of all time, if I had to, it's not Dr. Dre. For me, it is Timbaland. Mm. So I you, think. Oh, that really? Timbaland, you think Timbaland is the yeah. greatest producer of all time? I, if I had to, it's because of his versatility. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I'm not, it's I'm not because of wrong. I just I, I never it's, heard you say that before. It's because of everything he could do with R and B and just like and span yeah. span genres. I mean, yeah. yo, if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to do something crazy, mm. Dr. Dre, you could put. Oh, you're gonna fry me for this. Mm -hmm. But what if you did like Rick Rubin, yo? That would be interesting. Yeah, I guess. I I yeah. was gonna say I was gonna say um Cold Chillin. Uh Marley Marl versus versus Dr. Dre would be crazy. Okay. Mar I mean, that's, a, just, that's a good shot. You know, like 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 I think Marley is somebody who's not being mentioned. And like yeah. when you look at his his body of work, you're like, oh shit! Like it, yeah, Dre yeah, 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 might yeah, not yeah. be the right yeah. one, but yeah. What if he did Dr. Dre versus Daz Dillinger? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Oh, speaking of West Coast, since you clowning, speaking of West Coast, the one that I proposed that I've also seen others propose on the internet it's is something uh, with Quick. I'm sure DJ Quick and Battle Cat. Yeah. Man, that would be crazy. Okay. That All would right. be crazy. I think a lot of people. I mean, it might be a really West Coast centric joint, just because Battle Cat has a whole lot of records that are like West Coast classic records. That like, if you're not really well familiarized with West Coast music, you might not know them as well. But everybody yeah. who's from the West Coast or familiar with that like subgenre of music would go crazy on the Battle Cat records. I got you. I got you. Um, I think we need more from the South. I would love to see mm. something maybe like a DJ Toomp versus um, a DJ Paul. Mm. Uh, I, I would love to see that. I think DJ I also Paul need to see... would, get, would get Toomp out of there. I'm sorry. He, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I want to see it. Yeah. I also want to see something with organized noise. Mm -hmm. um, we had that. Uh, who would organized noise go up against? Who was it that? Oh, so, so somebody told me that <laughs> Joe Budden on his live said he wanted to see organized noise versus who did he say he wanted to see organized noise versus uh what's what's dude's names uh actual the actual producers from organized noise oh sleepy brown yeah. no oh the main the main the main guy i forget the main guy's name but basically he said he wanted to see them battle themselves and then whoever he was on live with was like yo that's the same that's the same person he was like oh Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, you know, actually, who would have been a really good, um, it would have been interesting, but I think, I think I would have wanted to see it. It's actually, instead of Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch, mm -hmm. Organized Noise versus um, Scott Storch. And the reason why is because, um. the, the only reason why I say that is because Organized Noise, have, they have a lot of hits that span outside of like hip hop mm -hmm. that they would have been able to, to drop, which people would have been like, oh, wow. Maybe. I, yeah. I think Scott Storch still, still might take that one, but I don't know. I do think we oh, need no. some kind of Organized Noise feature. Yeah, if we had Organized Noise, like when they pulled out like Waterfalls, niggas would be like, right. what? Exactly. Yeah, they have a few records exactly. that people would like just, just be, you just see question marks everywhere. 
Right. And like Scott Storch has, he has his predictable records, but he also had a few. It's like, oh my God, like, I forgot he did this. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I must have been the only person who put respect on Scott Storch's name. Like, I was like, y'all niggas are bugging. Like, oh, people no. were like. So for me, for me, it was Scott Storch handily. I yeah. just don't necessarily like all of those those no, songs, no, I but I have to respect just how big they are. Prior to the battle, people were people were acting like Manny Fresh was gonna clean him up. And I, I was know. just like, do y'all know who y'all talking about? Like, yeah. Scott Storch knew it too. He did. Scott Scott Storch, he was just kind of like fucking with him. He's like, yeah, we just want to smoke a little, little, little weed. Well, here. that's all Scott Storch does, though. He's yeah. he's an addict, so he's yeah. always addicted to something. No, yeah. no, no diss to him. But, uh, yeah. Well, what else do we got going on for this uh, COVID nineteen? Anything worth uh, worth mentioning? Or we've been talking for uh, man, we've been talking for over an hour. So yeah. I mean, we can leave it there. If there's anything else to, to 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 discuss, nah, just you know, everybody keep keep supporting you know these types of situations, um, and maybe we can you know get more of them. I know um, there was supposed to be a Teddy Riley babyface battle. Uh, yo, that would have been crazy. It would have been crazy. It seemed like yeah. uh, Teddy Riley got a little greedy and 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 it got pushed back. Uh, Babyface also, um, you know, Babyface and his family actually came down with with coronavirus. Um, oh, really? And so it seems okay. it seems Babyface has bounced back, and he says okay. that they're going to do the battle next weekend. So, all right, I'm definitely um, going to tune in. For I that think shit. it's April 18th. It's supposed to happen. So for folks that listen to the podcast, assuming we get this out in advance, hopefully okay. y'all can check that out too. All right. What uh what what are you watching real quick? What am I watching? Yeah. I watched everything and so uh -huh. I'm like I like ran out of things to watch. So what are you watching? Okay. Um, you know, so I'm watching I'm watching Westworld season three and uh, is that I'm, good? I'm hate watching. I'm I'm starting to just get fucking over it. Yeah. It's a show that like I always get excited for each season and then as I watch it, I realize it's like why do I watch this shit? And the reason <laughs> why is because it's crazy. The acting is good. Yeah. The actual like the premise is really interesting. There's so many cool yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And yet the way they tell the story, mm. they just kind of like botch it. Like you're mm. not even sure what you want to believe anymore. And yeah. I think that once you start doing that. It's like, oh, is this real? Did this actually happen? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a fucking like cheat code, which I hate. Yeah. Um. So it's starting to annoy me. Yeah, that's but, what uh, Lost did too. And and, and oh, is that what they did? It completely jumped the shark once it start, started doing that too much. Yeah. People keep talking about this Tiger King. Um. I've been watching Tiger King with a friend. I think I'm like three or four episodes into it. Mm -hmm. It's it's like dessert. It's like a snack. Yeah. You know? Tiger King. I watch just to watch. I, it actually. It's something that I, I, there was a podcast about a year ago. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I had already heard the podcast and then now this is just kind of, now it's just kind of hitting the mainstream as, as a visual. Um, so yeah. I just watched the visuals just to watch it. And I mean, it, it was what I expected it to be. It's interesting it, that it's created this whole mania. Around I know. The show that's coming back, I think it's coming back tonight is uh, Insecure. I think it comes back tonight. Yeah. Are you, are you still up on that joint? Um, I fucking love that show, man. Mm. I love that show so much. I think it's so, uh, it's just, I fell off I, I just, last season. I just love how like it's so easy to talk about. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just such an easy show to just like reflect on. Like there's so many, it's just, oh, it's just it's great to just talk about and shoot the shit. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I love it. Good ratchet. Word. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Issa Rae. Um, she's been sure. doing her thing. She's been she's just in the movies now and everything. So shout out to her. Yeah. But um, unless you have anything to add, uh, I think we could probably wrap it up. It's been good to good to catch up. You know, like we'll have to do a, an actual episode on something. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, this is kind of real impromptu. I was I was watching the live DJ set last night. Yeah. 
And the live battle last night, I was like, yo, Yinka, like, we should just do a quick COVID checkup, see how everyone yeah, is doing. So. For sure. Um, you know, assuming you, you're, you're down to do it, I'm um, really excited about the 25th anniversary of The Infamous, which is on April 25th. Oh, uh, we're obviously so, going to do that. So, yeah, sure. that would be great to do. I just want to give a, a heads up to everybody who posted the sources link. The source linked um, on April 1st that it was the 25th anniversary of the infamous the source is wrong because they don't it was either the source or double xl mag online whichever one it was was wrong they don't know what they're talking about the last <laughs> album that that mob deep made uh prior to prodigy passing or around prodigy's passing was called the infamous mob deep that album came out on april 1st the infamous which is a classic album by mob deep it was their sophomore album came out on yes. april 25th and that's when we're going to do a tribute, so oh, we're definitely going to do. Why? Why would you even ask if I was down? Of course I'm down for that. <laughs> Fucking love that album. It's great. All right, yeah. Oh man, I love that album so much. Okay, but anyway, yeah, that's the one that I'm excited for. That old real out. shit. Gotcha. All right, peace. Peace. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walk with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause they ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops control. They better have a riot gear ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. By the Mac 1 double, I touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick, cause I'll be up in the mix of action. If I'm not at home, puffin' live, relaxing. New York got a nigga depressed. So I wear a slug proof underneath my guest. God bless my soul before I put my foot down and begin to stroll into the drama I built. And all unfinished beef, you will soon be killed. Put us together. It's like mixing vodka and milk. I'm going out blasting, taking my enemies with me. And if not, they scar, so they will never forget me. Lord, forgive me. The Hennessy got me not knowing how to act. I'm falling and I can't turn back. Or maybe it's the words from my man Killer Black that I can't say. So what's left the untold fact? Until my death, my goals will stay alive. Survival of the fit, only the strong survive. Yo, yo, we live in this till the day that we die. Survival of the fit, only the strong survive. We live in this till the day that we die.